Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we get to hear from Laura Jennings Estevez. Let's hear all the stories about second chances and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Educational Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the director of Educational Hope here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope of this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters, informed as to what is happening here in Ecuador with our ministry. Absolutely, because we could not do any of this. Not ever. Without you. (laughs) Today, we're so excited to welcome Laura Jennings Estevez back to the Hopecast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Laura was on... Season one, season two, season one of the seasons. (laughs) She's been on the show before. She and her husband, Jorge Estevez, uh, they are at the head of the Second Chances Ministry, which is one of the ministry site ministries that we get to partner with. The last episode, um, just last week, we talked about the three different, we partner with churches. And we get to help university students. And then one of the groups was the ministries that we come alongside. And Second Chances is one of those ministries that's grown tremendously over the last little bit. And that's why we invited Laura to be back with us. Yes, as Cameron said, it's my husband, Jorge Estevez, and I am Laura Jennings Estevez. I am from the States. He is from Quito, Ecuador, and I think together we make a bit a great pair. Um, <laughs> here, here. That we can come together and really complement each other in the ministry that we are part of with Second Chances Ecuador. And to give you a little bit of background about sort of how it came about mm-hmm. is um, my husband and I met in Ecuador. And then we moved to the States, and both of our kids were born there. We came back to Ecuador with the call of living as house parents in Casa Gabriel, which is a ministry that was established as a 24-7 discipleship ministry, a home for young adult men. And so we got to be part of that and live in and among um, that group of incredible young men for two years with our very young kids. Um, My daughter was six months when we came and my son two years old. And really just got a feel for what it it is to live and work in ministry Um, through that. When my husband became the director of Casa Gabriel in January 2020, um, he had a vision to use the resources that were were incredible with Casa Gabriel's uh, social worker and our psychologist and um, the tutors that we had, and how could we expand those resources to reach more people? And that's been an incredible thing. So Casa Gabrielle, we were the directors of that, and it sort of formed into Casa Gabrielle doesn't make sense to expand into necessarily our larger ministry since it is a house and a home. Um, so we said a second chance is really what so many people need. And um, so Second Chances Ecuador was born, and Casa Gabrielle is part of that. That is one of the branches. And then we have also started Holistic Day Centers, which we started in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. Um, there were no in-person schools happening in Ecuador, so we were able to come alongside churches and give them resources with tutors and computer centers and internet so that children could have 
One, a space to get out of their homes, which are not always safe environments. Two, to have the help that they need from tutors. Um, And three, to be able to just interact with other people. And so it was a really special thing to be able to start in 2020 with holistic day centers. And then sort of the other part that would kind of complete that circle um, is professional development, that we saw that when our boys got to um, a certain place in Casa Gabriel, they really needed the skills to be able to work. And so professional development, holistic day centers, and Casa Gabriel are the three branches under Second Chances Ecuador. Um, And, well, that's like drinking from a fire hydrant. (laughs) Let's take a minute and back up the truck because both of y'all very, you both know me very well, and you know I love some context. So the journey, Laura, from being house parents, what what is something now that you're three, four years out from that, what is a lesson that you learned in that house parent time that has stayed with you all these years that, that I mean, I've heard you say many things over the years, but that is kind of a, wow, I didn't really understand this until I lived this with these young men. Uh, what comes to me as you ask me, because um, I wasn't prepped for such <laughs> deep com- conversation and, and questions, but what comes to me is that love has no boundaries mm. and that love in love you don't lose. You may get hurt, but you don't lose because those boys, when they could receive love, um, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And inviting them into our part of, of the home or seeing how they cared for, for our children or being a part of just life with us, um, it, it is all about love. And it's loving each other, and it's, it's loving how Christ loved us. Loved us. And so that's um, a really special lesson that I learned there. Spoken as a true Episcopalian. <laughs> I am so proud. <laughs> Um, and, and knowing you and Jorge and your journey as Phil Dows, who had started Casa Gabriel, kind of stepped down and Jorge was named the new director. And you said this super quick, but it's so important. I just want to drill down on it for just a second that all of the resources that went into caring for the boys in Casa Gabriel, I know there's a huge pyramid of the different levels that you hope that they get to. And it's not just academic. It's not just social. It's not just emotional. It's not just physical. It's all of those integrated parts together. And as you and Jorge watched and were a part of and lived in that system, you saw how so many of those things could be given or could be made available to young people that didn't have to be in a residential system. And that if it was obviously not to change anything in the residential system, because that is an amazing tool in ministry and needed in Casa Gabriel, but you would have the impact on so many more lives and so many more young people if you could figure out how to take those tools and put them into local churches. Is that accurate? Is that a fair way to say that? 100% accurate, because we really saw that if we started working with children in the spaces where they are now, with the families that they live with, and working with parents, giving parent workshops, helping them understand how to be a family, that we could use that as prevention so that Mm. they don't get to the place where they're on the street. They don't get to a place where they are so desperate that they need a residential home. They actually have the tools that generational poverty, it, it's generational because nobody ever teaches them from their family 
how to be different. Mm. So if we can take those tools and and use them for prevention so that these kids have a chance, um, that, that that is what we wanted to start with the Holistic Day Centers. And if anyone has heard our Equals Age orientation in person, you know that that's a huge part of our heart, mm-hmm. that the prevention, we're privileged to partner with you and with Esme, um, working with people post-crisis. But one of the beauties of being able to provide micro scholarships is the preventative nature that an education provides a child and especially through a church because it puts the preventative network of a church around them. So this is really where second chances and equals H mm-hmm. have the same heart and the same vision. And it's just a privilege to get to work with you guys um, and to come alongside you. One collective is the parent organization of Second Chances, and Equals H is a partner ministry, for those of you who need to diagram this out on your whiteboard. (laughs) Um, We're a partner ministry, and we get to come alongside and support with the educational budget uh, that part of the day centers. And how many day centers do you guys run now? We now have six, three in Quito and three on the coast. What are the names of those three? Um, on the coast, we have one in Same, we have one in Sua, and we have one in Las Vegas. And then Las the, Vegas people, we're going Las to Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada. That's right. It's a little <laughs> different. It's, it's not <laughs> lots it's of lights. Far it's, away. It's actually a, a very tiny, tiny. It's a little crossroads. <laughs> no, even not even a stop sign. Cameron has been there. Um, <laughs> So we have those three on the coast, and then here we have a day center that's functioning out of our residential center in Casa Gabriel. We have one in Carapungo, and we have one in um, Comité de Pueblo. I was like, Comité, because that's where we're going this weekend. That's where we're, yes. we're working this weekend. And that was the first one that was started um, that help, was helped to be started by the Church of the Advent in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Woo, woo. And then the Carapungo one, which is in Quito, was helped um, to start by EW Process. And so Yay. it is awesome to have partners that want to come alongside and support a center long term to see the change that can be in that community. Because to support a center yearly is is very doable um, for a business or a church. And then you really have the connection long term with that place. What do you mean doable? It's very doable because it's around $10,000 for a year to be able to support a whole center, wow. which um, helps to support 50 kids in their tutoring and educational resources. Mm-hmm. And that provides also like a social worker to walk with them. Laura's nodding. <laughs> uh, a social worker. What are all the different parts that you have in the Second Chances sites? Um, well, we try to do education for families. And so we have a therapist or a psychologist that will do workshops. Um, we've also started um, a an adult learning reading program for adults that don't know how to read yet. Um, we also have social workers that are as needed. So if we have an intervention that we need to have happen, um, then we have a social worker on call for that. Um, and then sort of everything, we have a, a tutor that is there every day with the kids. And then there's always a volunteer working with the tutor so that there are always two adults mm-hmm. um, that are there together. And that tutor, just having having someone track with you mm-hmm. and walk with you in your homework if you're lost or confused or you, you, you're learning how to read, you need an adult to sit and read with you so you know if you've read it correctly or not. And I imagine 
Well, I don't imagine. I have three young readers in my house, six, eight, and 10. And just the time and the effort it is to sit down to make sure they get the reading done. And what, even if it's just that, what an incredible support in life. So those are the academic centers of the Second Chances Centers. You're still in the Casa Gabriel, the um, residential program, one, two, and then the third is enterprise. Is that right? Am I translating that right? Professional development. Thank you. That's the English word. (laughs) And tell us more because I know there's several branches within the professional development side as well. Yes. So um, when we saw this need uh, for students as well as the young men in our program to have professional skills and to really get jobs, to be resourced in different areas. Um, When they get out of school, it's not enough to just graduate from high school anymore. You really need to have some skills. And so one of the things that we have started that we're very excited about is a secondhand store, and it is connected to the other side of Casa Gabriel, and we have two young men that work in the store. Like physically connected, like it's in the old (laughs) garage. It's not like... Correct. Mentally connected. It's if physically right there. If you have space, you should use it. So that is what we made happen. Um, and so we have a secondhand store, and we also have one of the moms from our holistic day centers that works there full time, which is a huge blessing to her and her family. Um, and so we we see how that really helps in a lot of ways. We also have an art ministry. We are in the process of building an art space right now, um, which will do expressive arts ministry um, for processing different emotional things that kids and our the young adults in our boys program have been through. Um, and I also am an arts graduate and have a passion for teaching creativity and just a love of arts. And so I will, I'm also teaching classes um, and I will be teaching classes in that space. Mm-hmm. So there's second chances. And then there's a the little thing that has four wheels that drives around. Yes. We also have a truck that we recently bought um, in order to pick up donations, but we're also using it to do airport runs, to do moving, to help in any way we can to help support. We, we got um, a loan for that truck so that we could do it as a small business. And so we are doing a lot of different areas, anything that my husband can think of to, um, <laughs> he, he's very entrepreneurial. And so we are doing anything he can think of to help um, pay off that loan for the truck, which is just an incredible thing to see how he gets the boys involved um, to really, I mean, he'll go to Santo Domingo to get things like four hours away to get things that we can sell for a a margin, a profit margin in Quito or do a moving, uh, moving offices from one place to another or um, airport runs or or whatever happens to to be a need at the Mm -hmm, time. mm And it gives the boys that work experience an opportunity and they get to be a part of the solution of for for what they need in life. Yes. And three of our young men have gotten driver's license, which is not huge. It's not like it is in the States where you can go and pay like $15 and get a license. It is actually a, a fairly big deal. You have to take a class and it's quite expensive. And then you have to go through a whole process to get it. So generally, if you don't have funding, you can't get your license. Mm -hmm. So to have three of our young men that have gone through the classes and have gotten their licenses and can practice driving with us, it's it's really special. Mm. Oh, just a small shout out that uh, my husband, Roberto, was renewing his driver's license recently. And 
he had forgotten some of the the, te- the different tests, like the vision test, the, the hearing test, and psycho... Psychometrico. Psychometrico. How do you say that in English? I have no idea what it like, means it's like in Spanish. I, it's like eye-hand <laughs> coordination test. And here, you, none of that is at the DMV. You have to go to different a different place to get all of those tests. Right. So this is... Just a small shout out to Laura <laughs> that she saved the day because she reminded us that he needed those things before right. his test. And that just, I think that this is worth saying in this podcast that in Ecuador, as I'm sure in a lot of other places that are not the United States, I've only, I only knew it in the United States before I came to Ecuador, but paperwork or getting anything done is not an easy one-stop shop. It is a, let me go to three different places that will lead me to three more different places and then to three more different places. And then maybe I will get the paper that I need. So um, if they have the paper, you know, we always need (laughs) prayers for those processes. (laughs) For this and any process here. But it's really just a huge shout out that three Casa G boys have gone through that whole thing and they have their license and now have the ability to drive that truck and to have these little chalchitas as they are developing professional skills for the rest of their mm-hmm. for the rest of their days. Well, Laura, it is a privilege to get to partner with Second Chances. We love that equals H and Second Chances. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That we that we get to do life and ministry together. Something that Jorge has taught me along the way equals H. When I when it first started with Lara Farinango, it was hey, there's this monetary need that is this twenty two dollars that's standing between you and an education. Let's let's meet that physical need. Um, so that you can take care, you can take advantage of the the education that's around and available. And though that's so much of how our ministry grew, and it was the kind of the first model. And then Jorge was one that really taught me that another equally valid way of using the program is creating the safe space for a child to be in that they may or may not need um the, the uniform, help buying the uniform or help buying the school supplies. But after school, being vulnerable, being on the streets, not having someone tracking with their homework, um, just the solitary life that a lot of, of children have to live out of necessity. They have caring and loving parents that want to be with them and want to do everything they possibly can. And everything they possibly can means they need to, to work. And they're not able to pull in a high-paying job or salary. So all I would say all of our families that we support are day laborers or below minimum wage makers and just pulling those together. And Jorge really um, helped me understand that the equal value in creating the safe space as well as meeting the needs. And you guys get to do both, <laughs> but especially that, that safe space. And it's just really cool to see that model. Well, let me just say too, it is a huge, incredible thing to work with Education Equals Hope. Um, Second Chances Ecuador exists to transform generations in the name of Jesus. And the the idea is that um, we would help to equip those people so that they would have a second chance. And Education Equals Hope Mm -hmm. is 
incredible. It's an incredible ministry partner, and we love working with you. Um, we love what you do. We love who you are, um, your heart for change, and just love for others. And so it comes through in everything you do. And I would say that the safe places that you just spoke about, um, that transformed my husband's life. He has never rebelled against anything. <laughs> um, he has never been a rebel and, you know, had to go out and prove anything. Um, and so it's, it, it, he says that it is because he had a safe place in the most vulnerable times in his life. And that was the church and the people that he got to know that were, were positive influences. And so we, if we can open up those spaces for people that care about these children and have positive influences from our day centers to Casa Gabriel to the professional development, it makes a huge change in those lives. And so it's incredible to see how um, that work is being done. Here, here. Thank you for being with us. Another huge shout out to the Church of the Advent that makes it possible for Lara and her family and Jorge um, to be in Second Chances and to be doing this ministry and to EW Process and to all the other supporters out there that make it happen. It takes a village and we are so privileged to be a part of this. If you would like to be involved, go to educationwillshope.org, find that Donate Now button and you can mark for Second Chances or for Casa Gabrielle. We'd love for you to be a part of the team. Thanks so much for being with us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.